0: Hello, this is Josh Chrisman, pastor of the Anchor Church of Cambridge, located in Cambridge, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life that God has called you to live. Feels good to be in church. Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 6. They understand how to work the phones better than I do. It's back. Oh, I just got a revelation. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Matthew, I lied to you. Luke 11, sorry. We're going to read Matthew 6, but. That's not where we're going to start. Luke chapter 11. And we're going to start at verse 9. You know what? Let's start at verse 5. Let's just read the story. We'll get to verse 9. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. I'm just thankful for this day. Amen. So thankful that we get to be together this morning. And thank you for taking the time to, to come out with your family. And, or if you came by yourself, thank you for being here. Um, you could have chosen to be anywhere today. We're glad that you're here. Amen. Luke 11 verse 5 and he said unto them which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him how many have ever been there unexpected company comes and you don't have anything to offer them and you're scrounging around trying to find something. Is that just me? Or you go to make chocolate chip cookies and you don't have enough eggs. How many times? You know what? It's, it's a blessing to have good neighbors. And people that you can trust. Because you can run next door and be like, Do you have a couple eggs I can borrow? And they're like, sure. Amen. Our, our neighbors have been a blessing to us in that way specifically. And he from within shall answer and say, trouble me not. The door is now shut. And my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him. Because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise Give him as many as he needeth. Why? Because he's his friend. Sometimes we're inconvenienced. But it's in the inconvenience where we prove our friendship or our love for people. And I say unto you, ask. And it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock. Silence your cell phones, please. Somebody say, knock. And it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. So everyone, somebody say everyone, that asks, receives. And everyone that seeks, finds. And everyone that knocks, it shall be opened. But if you don't ask, and you don't seek, and you don't knock, guess what? You won't receive, you won't find, and it will not be opened. Amen. How many know that we have a part to play in this? What do you need the Lord to do? What do you need to find? Some of us don't know what we need to find. What what do we need opened unto us? Amen. I'll give you a revelation this morning. Ask. Seek. And knock. Amen. Somebody say, ask. Seek. And knock. Amen. Lift your hands to the Lord. Lay your Bibles down. Ask Him to speak to you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray. That you would have your way, Lord, in this house. Say what needs to be said. Do what needs to be done, Lord. These are your people, the sheep of your pasture. God, I pray that you would minister. God, I pray that you would give what's needed this morning. God, cause us to see what we need to see. Hear what we need to hear. Understand what we need to understand, God. Have your way in this house and we'll give you all the praise. All the honor and all the glory in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Clap your hands one more time. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to speak to you this morning on this subject the search. Let me say, the search. In this passage of Scripture, this is a story that follows up uh, Jesus' teaching on prayer. And the disciples asked the Lord, "Lord, teach us to pray." Amen. The the disciples after watching Jesus pray, hearing Jesus pray, Amen. they asked the Lord to teach them how to pray. And in so doing, he began to tell them, "When you pray, Say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. We call that the Lord's Prayer. Amen uh, we we a lot of churches will recite that prayer on a on a service by service basis amen uh, how many know that that prayer was not uh, a prayer that we should recite exactly when we pray it was a pattern of prayer amen it was a pattern through which we should pray amen how many know that we ought to pray Amen. Prayer is a uh, is a communication with God. Amen. Prayer is a should be a one-on-one communion with us and the Lord. Amen. Uh, we have friends and we have relationships with a lot of different people. We have spouses. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, what have you. If you go a couple of weeks without talking to those people, it won't be long before. Uh, they're going to start asking you, "What did I do to offend you?" Amen. Somebody say, "Amen." If you have a wife and you don't ever talk to her, guess what? You're not going to have a wife very long. Somebody say, "Amen." Or if you have a husband and you never talk to him, he's not going to. He's going to find somebody to talk to. Come on, somebody, amen. We have relationships that are defined by communication. Amen. Our relationships are defined by the communication that we have one to another. Amen. If we never communicate with one another, guess what? We're not friends. Amen. It doesn't take very long for us to fall out of fellowship with people that we don't communicate with. This is why it's so important that you make coming to church an essential part of your life. Amen. We are all trying to serve the Lord. We're all trying to live righteously and honestly and holy in this present world. Amen. Guess what? We can't do that without the church. Amen. We can't do it without the body of Christ. We need one another. We need a relationship with each other. Amen. We need to spend time together, eat together, study together, pray together, be together. Amen. These people that you in this building this morning have more in common with you than most of the people in this world, even your kin. Amen. Elbow your neighbor and tell him we need you. Amen. I need you. I need you in my life. I need relationship with you. Amen. How many know that if we want God involved in what we're doing, we have to communicate with Him. In most of our lives, God is not the problem. God is not the one with His ears shut. God is not the one with His back turned. God is not the one that's standing off somewhere, not trying to be involved in your life. God is waiting, tapping His foot, waiting for us to call upon His name. How many know He's waiting to communicate, waiting to give you a word, waiting to bless your life amen all we have to do is open up the lines of communication some of us have to realize it's that simple this morning the reason that you're not receiving what you want or what you need is because you're not asking and the reason that you that you're not finding what you're looking for is because you're seeking for the wrong things and the reason that it's not being opened and it feels like you're beating your head against the door is because you're not you're not knocking on the lord's door I have a word from the Lord this morning. He said, if you ask, you're going to receive. Seek, and you're going to find. Knock, and you're going to open. It's going to be open to you. Amen. He's not a man that he should lie or the son of God, a son of man that he should repent. His word is true and it still stands true. If you ask him, he's going to answer you. If you seek him, you're going to find him because he be not far from any of us. Come on. If you knock on the door of the Lord, it's going to open up and you're going to commune with him and sup with him and he with you. Somebody say, man. Elbow your neighbor and tell him he's preaching to you. Amen. The purpose of prayer. Amen. Uh, Opening up the lines of communication. Amen. How many know the communication lines need to be open? Amen. We we, We need to open up the lines this morning. Amen. Too many times we depend too much on the preacher or the church for, for to, to do the duties that we can only do ourselves. Too many times we depend on the people around us to help us with things that only we can do ourselves. Amen. I can't tell you the number of times that I get texts and calls. Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Pastor, I, I need some wisdom. Pastor, I need this or I need that. Amen. Which I love to pray for every one of you. I pray for you weekly. Amen. Call your names out in prayer. But there comes a time in our life where we need to pray for ourselves. Come on. There comes a time in our lives where we need to learn to hear the voice of God for ourselves. Amen. Too many times we come to the Lord and we say, I need a prophetic word. Come on, Lord, I need a word. Give the preacher a word for me. Amen. But, but if you haven't been in communication with the Lord, how many know that that preacher's not going to have a word from you? He's going to be preaching. You need to be in communication with the Lord. Come on. Now, sometimes people will tell you things you want to hear and that, uh, that they will, they will discern things that maybe that you need or that you're longing for and they'll try to fill that void as ministers because we all come to serve. But none of us, uh, hear me, none of us can do what only God can do. None of us can give you what you need. None of us can open up the door you need opened. None of us can help you find. Come on. Amen. Prophecy in and of itself is confirmation. Come on. What is confirmation? It's it's a confirming of something you've already known, right? Or something that you've already been told. Amen. Whenever whenever there's a, uh, a word for your life, it will always confirm what the Lord has already said to you. Somebody say amen. That's why he said faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Amen. God will speak to you. God will show you. God will reveal to you. And then He will confirm it through the mouth of His prophet or His preacher or the man of God in your life or or some man of God in your life. He will confirm it through His Word. Come on. He will confirm it through the preaching of the Word. Amen. How many know that we got to get in communion with God so that He can speak to us and then so He can confirm it and build our faith So we'll step out and receive it. Somebody say amen. Amen. Somebody say, I need to hear from the Lord. If you need to hear from the Lord this morning, you need to get in your prayer closet. Come on. You need to turn off the television. You need to turn off the family. You need to turn off whatever it is that's distracting you and stealing your time. And you need to get in a place with God where it's you and Him. And that's it. Amen. And you need to stay there until you get some answers for your life. Because God is not a liar. He will keep His Word. And if you set aside time and begin to ask Him the questions that need to be answered... He'll be a God that answers. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. He'll do it. How many believe that God can speak to you? Amen. God wants to speak to you. Amen. God wants to give you a word for your life. God wants to help you follow the plan that he has chosen for your life. God doesn't want you walking around blindly in the dark, groping along the wall, trying to find your way. He wants you to have clear direction. And I come to tell you this morning uh, that that only comes through prayer. That only comes through seeking. Uh, That only comes through asking. Uh, And that only comes through knocking. Somebody say amen. Amen. The great search. I ask you this morning: What are you looking for? Elbow your neighbor and ask him, "What are you looking for?" Hey Amen. What, what What are you searching for? What's it mean to search after something? Boy, it just got quiet. What's it mean to search? To, to look for something, right? When, when you're seeking something, what, what are some characteristics of seeking? Sometimes you got to turn things upside down, right? Sometimes it takes moving things around. Amen? Has anybody ever lost anything? Hey, Amen. You, you, you lose it. My, my dad used to tell me you would lose your head if it wasn't attached. And that's a true statement. You probably would. Uh, my keys? How me have a problem with your keys? Your wallet? Where's my wallet? man, your, your phone. Come on. Can't leave home without that. Right. Gotta have that constant way that I can access stuff that don't matter. Amen. When you lose something, there's characteristics of, of seeking to find it. Amen. Because you, you seek things that you don't have on your person, or you've lost, or uh, you don't have access to. Amen. You, you seek things that you need for. Amen. You seek things that you value. Amen. What are some characteristics of seeking? Sometimes you gotta turn things upside down. Sometimes you gotta move things around. Amen. Sometimes you, 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 you just know something's missing. Amen. How many know what I'm talking about? You're, you're in a place that you know something's missing, but you can't seem to put your finger on what it is. Amen. You can't seem to locate what it is. So, in order to understand or to regain to gain awareness of what it is that you're lacking, you gotta take an inventory of the priority in your life and say, the th- obviously the things that I have a priority in my life today are not the things that I need. Because if they were, they would be filling the void of what I'm missing in my life. And because they're not, I understand that they're not the things that I need. And so I need to reprioritize some things in my life so I can try to figure out what it is that I'm missing. Let me give you an open book to test this morning what you're missing is the voice of God in your life what you're missing is the word of the Lord in your life what you're missing is the presence of God in your life and nothing can replace that amen nothing you try the job, you you try the relationships, uh, you uh, you try to make more money, you try to do everything you can to try to make up for what it is that's lacking in your world, but you still feel that emptiness on the inside that you just can't put your finger on I, I got an idea for you how about writing down what you prioritize in your world where you're spending your time where you're spending your money, where you're given the most valuable things that you own too, and then you will begin to understand what you have been putting as god in your life or the most valuable in your life because that which we spend our time at and that which we give our money to are the things that we worship somebody say amen I got a little bit squeamish in here for a minute Amen. We need to we need to take an inventory. Somebody say, take an inventory. Amen. Because I can't do for you what you can do for yourself. Come on. I can't run your life. Uh, God, God's not going to step in and take control without you giving him the right of way. Come on. God's not going to do for you what you don't even want or can make time for him to do or room for him to do. Come on. God's not going to try to convince you that that you need him in your world. You're going to have to learn it for yourself. Come on. It's time that we sit out with our families uh, and we say, is this valuable or not? Come on. Is this helping us uh, or not? Uh, Help us God uh, in our families in this hour to understand uh, what's most valuable to understand the priority list that you have for us. Clap your hands to the Lord. He's worthy. Amen. Where you spend your time is your God. Somebody say, Amen. Where you spend your time and your, your effort and your energy proves what you're looking for. Come on, somebody. Hey, Amen. What's number one in your life? This is a very easy task. It's really quiet now. You were clapping with me and shouting with me before, but now it's like, I done ruined it. It's convicting, isn't it? What takes your time? What's number one on the list? Amen. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added. Because God in heaven knows what you have need of. And will supply that which you have need of if he is sought first. Right? So seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Amen. How do you seek the kingdom of God? How do you seek the kingdom? Amen. Pray, right? The simple disciplines, you pray. Uh, you, You read the word, right? Give to me today my daily bread. Give to me what I need today to survive. Come on, somebody. Give me the revelation that you have for me today so I can be better today than I was yesterday. Amen. How many know that the seeking the kingdom of God is an everyday thing? It's not a one day thing. It's an everyday thing. It doesn't just happen on Sunday mornings, even though uh, some of us give that example. Amen. We got to seek God every day of our lives. How many know God speaks on Monday morning? Or Monday afternoon or Monday evening or sometimes in the middle of your sleep? Amen. God will wake you up in the middle of the night Wants want you to pray. God will, God will come to you and want to commune with you. And he does that for a purpose because he wants to spend time with you. You know, there are things that we don't know that God wants to tell us about. Amen. There are things, there are valuable things that the most valuable things that that we have access to are not things that you can see with your eyes. There are things that you cannot see with your eyes. Amen. They are the the wisdom and the revelation of the knowledge of who he is. Amen. How many know that the wisdom of the kingdom of God will give us access to, to everything that God is, everything that God was, and everything that God is ever going to be? But how many know that he's in control of everything? Amen the heavens and the earth and all that is that he laid the very foundations of the earth that before it was spoken into existence that he made the plan out he developed the plan for for all that is and all that lives and all that was ever created and all things exist and consist and continue in operation because of who he is and his wisdom and the way that he created it to reproduce itself and to continue to go and to continue to multiply until he says it's over come on how many know that, that God is the one that, that, that has control over everything? He has control over our bodies and our, and our hearts and, and our lives. How many know that, that in any moment, judgment can come upon us and we can be taken out of this world? Amen. He has control over all that. He has control of all that the earth is and all that the earth is ever going to be. I don't have to worry about the operation of God because he is God. He knows how to be God and He's going to be God for eternity. Amen. I just have to make up my mind that He's more important than everything else. That he knows more than Dr. Phil and he knows more than Oprah. If you got problems in your personal life, you need to quit seeking out some manly doctor to try to give you medication to help you deal with your feelings. You need to find an altar, you need to find a prayer room, and get alone with your Maker so He can set things right in your heart. Somebody say, Amen. Hey man, we need need God in our lives. We need Him in our lives every day. Come on, we need Him more now than we ever have. And I believe that He's setting aside a remnant of people that want His voice, that respond to His voice, that want to be holy and set apart unto Him, that want to be vessels of honor. In fact, you stand to your feet, clap your hands to God and say hallelujah. Come on, child, Hallelujah. Amen. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes standing up helps you wake up. Amen. I need God in my life. You know why I pray? Because I need the Lord. Come on. You know why I read my Bible? Because I realize I don't have all the answers. Come on. You know why I go to church? Because I can't do this myself. And I know that something happens here that don't happen when I'm by myself. And I need the body of Christ in my life. I need the voices of the people of God. I need the examples of the worship of the people of God to help me through my hard times. Come on. I need the church in my life. Somebody say amen. If you want to hear the voice of God, you will make time for Him to speak to you somebody say amen if you desire a word from the lord you will make time to search diligently the word of god this is The will of God. You know, the Holy Spirit speaks Bible. Amen. The Holy Spirit speaks to us through his word. Amen. If we never spend time here, do we expect to find answers? Let me tell you something. uh, We're just creatures by nature. We will take the easy way. If it's available, we'll take the easy way. Let me know what I'm talking about. In school, when we were required to read books, I got the cliff notes. (laughs) Hey, high dollar on the black market. Come on. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You, you, you don't want the whole story. You just want the main points. Right? Just show me the main points. Hey Amen. Just, just show me. Just help me to pass the test. I heard Matt say it back here. Right? Just help me. Help me pass the test. Right? But you know, God lives in the details. Every detail. Of the word of the Lord is important. And you know when God speaks of the will, his will for mankind. He says the mystery of God. Was hidden. From the foundation of the world. You know it was hidden. You know the things of God are hidden. Amen. They are they're, they're not laying on the surface. Amen. They're not carnal things. They're not, they're not worldly things. They're not things that you can touch with your hands and, and, and see with your eyes. They, they're, and any type of ministry that ministers those things is an earthly ministry. That's not a spiritual ministry. But everything that God does in the earth through His people is spiritual. And you cannot access the things of God without the Spirit of God or through the Spirit of God. Amen. There's got to be the, that side of us that that wants the money, that wants the the lust, that, 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 that lusts after things and, and has appetites that need to be filled. Those things have to be killed in order for us to hear the voice of God or to operate in the Spirit of God. God does not operate in the outward, in the things that you can see, come on. He operates in the innermost part. He said, "The kingdom of God comes not by observation. It doesn't come by the things that you can see." Amen. You're not gonna. See, you don't see the, the the angels of heaven. You don't. You don't see the, the 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 mansion that God has set apart for you in heaven. You can't. It's it's impossible for us to see those things. But by the Spirit of God, for He said, "I hath not seen, neither has ear heard." Neither has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But God has revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit of God searcheth all things. Yea, the deep things of God. How many know that there are riches? There are things that God wants to reveal to us and show to us that are more valuable than money. It's more valuable than houses. More valuable than cars. It's the kingdom of God. But it's hidden. All treasure. Has anybody ever looked for hidden treasure? Amen. You, you have a you have a treasure map, and there's a, certain things that you have to do in order to get to certain places to find the treasure. Somebody say amen. In order to find the treasure, you got to have a guide. Right, because all treasure is buried. Amen. That's that's why uh, that's why he said the kingdom of God is like unto hid treasure. Amen. It's like it's like treasure buried in a field. The which, when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath. And buyeth the field. Amen. When, when you get a little taste of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. You, you want more. Right? You begin to understand the value of the things of God. Amen. When you get a little taste of, sometimes we just stumble upon it. Amen. God allows us to stumble down a path and stumble into a, a, a blessing of the Lord where He reveals His Word to us in an instant. Right? And we get a little taste of the presence of God and the Spirit of God and the plan of God for our lives. And it leaves us wanting more. Amen. And He says where when He sees the true value of the truth. Of treasure amen that he will go and he'll sell everything that he has in order to buy that field because I just don't want to know where it's at I want to own it come on I just don't want to be a part of it and dabble in it a little bit I want it to take place in my life and in an order for me to have the treasure I got to purchase the field Come on, in order for me to have it in my life, uh, I got to be willing to sell it all. Come on, I got to be willing to lay it all down. I got to be willing to get rid of everything else that I see of value and pursue the field. How many know the field is the word? Amen. And in it is hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. It's it's treasure. It is it is worth finding. Somebody say amen. How many believe it's worth finding? When you seek for the kingdom of God, you're seeking for answers to your question. Somebody say amen. You're seeking for. Things that you don't have. Right? You're seeking to know the revelations of God. Because the revelations of God will always add to our lives. Value. Somebody say amen. And they will help us to walk the path that God has prepared for us. When you sit down with the Bible. Let's just get real practical for a moment. Sometimes... I mean that's a big book right there, isn't it brother Terry? for- For people that don't read a lot or have never have weren't raised in church have been in church their whole life that that's a lot to ask of somebody somebody say, man, and that could be intimidating you know where where do I start what what's uh, where do where do I begin right uh well, what do, I, what do I do? How, how do I seek? I, I want to seek the treasure. I, I want to know what God expects. I want to have what God has for me. How many want to be like that? Let me give you a little direction this morning. You need to start in the Gospels. The Gospels are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Amen. You need to know who Jesus is. Amen. Amen. This is a book about Jesus. Man, this is the Word made flesh. Amen. This is is Jesus wrapped up in a leather cover. Amen. From Genesis to Revelations. Amen. It's all about Jesus. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John will teach you the man Christ Jesus. Amen. We need to know who Jesus is. Amen. We, We need to know who the treasure is. Amen. We need to know a little bit about the treasure. Come on. We need to know the treasure that, that was hid from the foundation of the world. Amen. We need to know the, the pearl of great price. Amen. When, 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 the, when the, goodly, the man has found that goodly pearl of great price, he, he, he understands the value of it. And the Bible says that he'll sell everything he has to, to, to buy that pearl. Amen. How many know that the treasure that's hid in the field is Jesus Christ? Amen. The treasure. Amen. The treasure of all wisdom and knowledge was hid in Him. Everything that ever was and is and is to come is in Him. Amen. The plan for your life is in Christ. Come on. The, 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 the covering of your sins is in Christ. Salvation is in Christ. The plan for your future and eternity is in Christ. Everything that God has ever done in the earth and everything that He will do and everything that He's doing right now is all in Jesus Christ. Come on. For by Him we're all All things created. Come on. All things were made by Him and for Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. It's all about Jesus. You need to have a revelation of the treasure. He's a treasure. He's a treasure. Jesus is a treasure. Amen. And once you realize who that treasure is and what that treasure is, there's only one way to get it. you got to sell it all. What's it mean to sell it all? Amen. What's it mean to sell it all? Think about it. Ponder it. What did the Lord mean when He said He would sell all that He had? To buy that field because when you understand the value of eternity when you understand the value of a saved soul when you understand the value of having God in your life the creator of all things when you understand the value of Jesus Christ there's not one thing that you won't give up come on there's not anything that you want to hold on to that can separate you from him when you learn all that he's done all that he's done for you all that he laid aside for you you will willingly lay it down for him The only way to get it is to sell it all. Somebody say amen. Elbow your neighbor and say sell it all. Amen. When you sell it all, how many know that you're trading it? When you sell something, you're trading it for something else. Man, the thing that you have, you're trading for something that you want in its place. Somebody say, man, you, when you sell a car, there's a price that you have set and that you want to get from the car and you, you say, this is the price, $3,500. I want to sell this car. Amen. Amen. Somebody comes, gives you $3,500. You take the money and run. Somebody say amen. You you take what you were asking for the car. You sell it. You give it and you exchange it. You exchange it. In turn, you get the $3,500, but you lose control of the car. Somebody say amen. The car is no longer yours to control. Somebody say amen. It's the same concept when you sell it, when you you sell all that you have and you want to buy that field. There's a lot of people that understand the value and the treasure in Jesus Christ. A lot. Amen. Some of them will even try to claim him as their savior. But I want to tell you this morning if you haven't sold all, it got quiet. You don't own the field. Come on somebody. You got to be willing to sell it all. You got because all that we have can never purchase the price of what that treasure's worth. Amen. Everything that I have in and of myself and what I've obtained and what I'm capable of obtaining in this world could never meet the value of that treasure, right? That's why the guy said, it's not just going to take my house to buy the field. I got to sell everything that I have and buy that field because what's in that field is worth more than what I have in my possession. Come on. And if you understand that, there's nothing that will hold you back. But some of us are not willing to give up things. We're holding on to things and we haven't been able to tap into how valuable Jesus Christ is and all that he has to offer because we're holding on to things that don't have any substance, that don't have any eternal value and it's keeping us from where God wants us to be. But if you have the faith this morning to lay it all down, if you have the faith this morning to give it all up, come on, if you have the faith this morning to sell it and to buy that field you'll never regret it for in that field holds all the riches of eternity in that field holds the plan and the purpose for your very existence in that field holds your true identity lift your hands to the Lord and worship Him this morning He's worthy come on stand to your feet right now lift your hands to God He is worthy hmm Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, music, you can come. If you haven't given all, you don't understand the value. You need to start back in the, in the book of Matthew and read the Gospels. With a prayerful heart, you need to search for that one called Jesus. Let him speak to your heart. Let him show you how valuable that he is. Matthew 6, 19. Lay not up for yourself treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourself treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Let that sink in for a minute. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be. Let me tell you something. Serving God is not about obtaining money. Come on. There's a doctrine out there that will try to tell you that if if you're broke, that you're not in the will of God and that God's not working in your life. That's false. Because Jesus didn't have a house and he said, I have nowhere to lay my head. But he was the richest man that ever lived. And I want to tell you, that's a carnal mindset. God did not save us to give us the fanciest houses. To help us to live in castles for us to obtain earthly wisdom or our earthly possessions, earthly kingdoms. You know that Satan's in control of the earthly kingdoms? That when Jesus came to the earth, he tried to give him the earthly kingdoms? Somebody say, man, how many know that was one of the temptations? Our adversary wants to steal our hearts. The heart. Your heart is what's most valuable to God. That's the the central defining place of who you are is your heart. Man, your spirit. It's what you decide with in your heart. What you feel for, what you desire, what you want, what you worship. Come on. He wants to steal the affections of your heart. He does that to try to, by trying to distract us into putting our affections into other things but God. Stay with me for a moment. When we begin to follow after, and he, he called it laying up treasure, you're building something here for your comfort here. Making provision for now Making provision for here, amen. Spending your time doing that rather than uh, trying to find the kingdom of God—that would mean that your heart is where your treasure is, right? Your heart is wherever you're working. Your heart, the heart, is what you're you're motivated by. Come on, your heart—that's that's where it's at. That's where your time's put. That's where your efforts put. Amen. That's. Uh, that's what you go to for comfort that's, uh, that's what you desire that's what you think about that's what you meditate upon come on but when your treasure is in heaven everything else takes second place and you're seeking God first somebody say first what's the number one mean What's, what's first mean? It's at the top. Right? When your wife gives you a list, Mike, I know it happens. Number one is what? Most important. What's most important? Because in order for you to get all that other stuff that you want, he said after that stuff, the Gentiles seek. That's what the world's after. They're pursuing money. They're pursuing wealth and power. They're pursuing all the things that if if you pursue the kingdom of God and his righteousness and you do things according to God's word and you spend your time seeking after that, he's going to fill your coffers. Come on. He'll take care of you. He'll make sure you have the food that you need. He'll make sure that you have a house to live in. He'll make sure that you have the clothes on your back. Amen. Because how many know he takes care of his children? Amen. But the kingdom of God is first. Listen to this scripture. The light of the body, reading on down, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full. But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? That means if you go to the darkness and you're trying to get the light and you think you're in the light, but you're really in darkness, that darkness is even a greater darkness because you're deceived by it. The light of the body is the eye, right? Wherever you're focused on, come on. That's where you're going to get your light or your darkness. That's what you're going to draw from. No man. Somebody say no man. Can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Right? There's two choices. God put him on the right hand or mammon what is mammon some people say it's money all right it's not it, it includes money but it's not just money man it's more than that if you look up the word mammon it means anything deified okay So, love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Right? And love your neighbor as yourself. If you keep these two commandments, you you fulfill all the law and the prophets. Right? Anything that we love, we serve. Anything that we serve other than God, we are putting in the place of God. Hear me this morning. We are putting in God's place. It's getting the attention and the affection that should be set apart for him. And if we're serving mammon, mammon, which is the system, right? It's it's the system. It's the the world system. It's the the way the world's set up. uh, If our whole life is is centered around doing things the way the world wants us to do them, we are not serving God. That's not popular, but that's true. Amen. So anything in our lives that we we are deifying. Amen. Something that we are making to be God. We go to it when we're struggling. We pull from it when, when we're low. We, uh, we search for it when, uh, when, when we're feeling weak within ourselves. Some people serve drugs, alcohol. Some people serve sex. Some people serve women or men. Some people serve uh, their spouses. Some people serve their jobs, money. Amen. Every waking moment, they can't make enough money. They're, they're constantly working to try to make more money. That's what they go to, to try to feel defined. That's what they go to, to try to feel important. That's what they go to, to try to find themselves and find out who they are. You're not who your job says you are, and you're not who your addiction says you are, and you're not who uh, the people around you say you are. You are who God says you are. He made you for a purpose. Amen. And if we would just take the time to... To, to, to set aside a little bit of time and effort and energy to find out what God wants from what He expects, who who I am and where I need to go and what I need to do and who I need to marry and what job I need to have and what well, where I need to go from here. If that's where you're at this morning, you need God to be number one in your life. You need Him to be treasured in your world. It's time to reprioritize, to sell it all, to get it all out of your house and to put Him Number one, so that you can know from this point forward who you are, where you're going, where you're going to end up, direction for your life, healing for your soul. I tell you this morning, he has everything that you need. The very thing that you need this morning, he has in his hands. He's just waiting. He's waiting for for you to, to, to call on him. He's waiting for you to ask. Come on, he's waiting for you to knock. He's he's waiting for you to seek and to find. If you look up the word seek, and I ask this week that you would take this message and you would take it very serious. When I'm seeking the Lord, Whenever I get my Bible out, I I consider that to be seeking the Lord. I'm not just reading His Word. I will take the scriptures and I'll feel, when I'm reading them, I will feel the, the confirmation of the Holy Ghost, of the anointing of God. Whenever I'm in the right place, I feel that. That's a witness. Somebody say, that's a witness. And after I feel that, I get those scriptures. And I begin to meditate. Now, some people think meditation is... That is to some people. Amen. We don't do that around here. We meditate on God's word. Because the word to seek means... If you look it up, it means thinking, meditating, reasoning, inquiring into. So when I feel the Holy Ghost on me in a certain passage of Scripture, I know I'm in the right place. Now, I need to begin to apply my faculties to try to understand what God's trying to say to me. Come on. This is new for some people. Amen. And so a lot of times I'll sit and I'll put music on softly and I'll quote that the scriptures and I'll begin to think about the scriptures and ponder the scriptures. I'll read the scriptures before and the scriptures after. And I'll try to get an understanding of where he was at and who he was talking to. And sometimes the setting helps to understand, is this helping anybody? Come on, the details is what I'm worried about. Not just the word, not just the commandment, but the details of everything that he said because the answer's in the details. The revelation is in the details. And as I begin to meditate upon it, and and the Lord will saturate me with thoughts. Come on, his spirit will saturate me with with concepts and with principles that go right along with. And I'll begin to search other people places in the scripture for those concepts in the words that he's speaking to me other scriptures will begin to come to my mind and i'll be I'll, i'll start to search in those scriptures and see how they tie together because everything god is all ties together And the only way to find truth is to compare Scripture with Scripture. Amen. And as we're meditating, we begin to find revelation. And when we find revelation, we find a covering. When we find a covering, we find protection. And we find direction for our path. Wow. If you want it this morning, it's available. Amen. I believe that we need to make some commitments today. That we're going to put him first. That we're going to seek his face. Come on. That we're going to try to see him. We're going to do what we can on our part. Come on. There's some things we control. I'm going to set aside time. I'm going to set aside effort. I'm going to set aside energy to try to seek the face of God, to try to know the answers, to try to seek direction for my life. Come on. God's got a plan right now. There's things he wants to tell you. There's things that are hid from you. There's things he wants to say. If you call upon me, I'll answer you and I'll show you great and mighty things that thou knowest not. Come on, why don't we gather around the front this morning? Everybody in the building, why don't you come? If you want to kneel on the altar, kneel on the altar. If you want to stand, just lift your hands to the Lord and say, God, I I want to hear your voice. I want to learn your voice. I want to know your voice. I want you to speak to me individually, God. I want you to give me revelation in your word, Lord. Show me the things that I don't know that I need to know. Give me the things that I need that I don't know that I need that I'm missing in my life. Open up the doors, Lord, that need to be opened in my world uh, for me to walk the path uh, that you have prepared Uh, in the name of Jesus I pray come on call on the name of the Lord Come on, I can't do it for you. The elders can't do it for you. The body of Christ can't do it for you. There comes a time when you got to give before God, just you and Him, and say, Lord, I'm selling it all. I'm buying the field. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to know the treasures, the hidden wisdom, Lord, that's been hidden from the foundation of the world. Let it be uncovered so I can see Come on, call the name of the Lord
1: with a sincere heart.
0: He will not disappoint. Come on, pour your heart out to the Lord this morning. Pour out your emotions. Come on, pour out your feelings. Pour out your desires. Pour out your motivations. Pour it all out, your care before him. Come on, everything that you are. Dump it out on the owner this morning. Come on,
1: let the Lord speak.
0: Come on, come on, pray with all of your heart.
1: Come on, let your desire be poured out, Lord.
0: Change my very desires, Lord. My appetites, God. I lay on the altar, Lord. All that I am, I lay on the altar this morning, Jesus. I need you in my world. I need you to speak to me, God. I need you to utter, Lord, those words, God, that have been hidden from the foundation of the world about my life, Lord. Through your spirit, speak to me, God. Reveal
1: to me, God. what's true.
0: Come on, don't tell me what I want to hear, Lord. Say what I need to hear, Lord. Tell me the truth, God. Tell me the truth about myself. Bring healing, Lord, to my world, God, to my broken spirit, to my broken heart, to my broken mind, God. In the name of Jesus, i